0: Welcome to my snapchat. Welcome to my snapchat. Welcome to my snapchat. Welcome to my snapchat. Dangerous. Dangerous. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Yay! Yeah. Uh.
1: Welcome to the Seahawks Man-to-Man Podcast. My name is Michael Sean Duguard. I'm here my co-host, Pittsburgh Kid. Follow us both on the Tweet Machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That's M I K E D U G A R. Chris, talk to him.
0: What is up, everybody? It's your boy Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C K I D D two zero six and that's C kid two zero six. We're
1: gonna get into. Uh, we've been doing like a draft class series. If you guys haven't noticed, we did twenty eighteen a couple weeks ago. Uh, we do twenty seventeen last week. We we'll get to twenty sixteen real quick since all those dudes are on expiring deals. But I wanted to, Chris. Let's make this very clear. <laughs> Tyler Lockett is a top 10 route runner. we were having this discussion
0: for like a week. All right. There's actually an argument still going on in our mentions about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's Be-
1: absolutely because hilarious. Because he is. He is a top 10 route runner. I gave I you my top 10. He's in there. I don't think so. And what what'd you ask me? You said, is there any stats that we could use to measure this? And I was like, oh, yeah, there are some like separation numbers that are on advanced metric sites that I don't have access to because you need premium logins. My question logins. Is, who's
0: the number one in separation? Because Ty is number two. Who is number one? The fact that Tyler is number two. No. The fact no, that I want to know who number one is. If you're worried is. about Chris's
1: referencing, um let's if number
0: see. one is a guy we've never heard of, your point is no uh, there's no there's no it's uh. be- ah, not it's not valid. How okay. About
1: that? I get what you're getting at. Yeah. If, if number two if number one is like uh, you know, Cole Beasley or something like that. Yeah, okay. I get, I get who's I get, number one though. I get what you're I don't know. I just <laughs> saw the tweet from Pro Football Focus it said Tyler's Tyler Lockett's second best separation rate was a major reason why he led all receivers with a perfect passer rating when targeted. 70% of his targets, he had one or more steps in separation.
0: Okay. You know what that tells me? He is really fast. He is much faster than everyone that's covering him. No. And I've watched a few of his plays just out of curiosity to see how he gets open. Five seconds of guarding someone is a lot of time. I'm going to be honest. Five seconds. But def- they, they have an average time to throw.
1: Number Five 2. seconds is not average. No, I'm saying where's No, I'm saying like uh there's a metric that tells you he catches the ball after this t- I I, I would take a minute saying, to find it.
0: But there are, I watched the actually the guy that tweeted Tyler Lockett's very underrated and you tagged me in that Terry
1: I don't know I don't know who that guy is. Well,
0: you just tagged me in it. He actually had a video before they played the Dallas Cowboys of why Tyler Lockett is always open. Ty, Tyler really has a bunch of option routes. Yes, he does. And in the video he showcased on occasion, it take, he has about five seconds to make, to do whatever he wants. Whereas if you're going to run a crisp route, a really good route, you only have two or three seconds. You look at the OBJs, Antonio Browns, DeAndre Hopkins, those guys run the slant route really well. I don't think Tyler Larkin can run a really good slant route. Or if he does run it, we don't see it. What he's really good at is taking the top off the defense. And even if a guy's playing 10 yards off, he is so much faster and he's able to get in and out of breaks pretty decent. He's able to get in and out of breaks well enough that he leaves everybody in the dust. We saw Marcus Peters get torched. His eyes were in the backfield. What happens when your eyes are in the backfield and there's a receiver running 90% or maybe 100% at you and he runs a post? It's over. There's no way you're going to keep up with him. And you saw that with Ty Lockett multiple times on multiple occasions. I actually talked to a friend of mine who actually played Division One football. I had a little conversation with him. I said, hey, does separation guarantee you that he's an elite route runner? And he said, absolutely not. The thing that comes down to is this. How does he get in and out of breaks? Stopping and going. Those are essential. He never mentioned anything about speed. And that, what you showed me there, Mm -hmm. just lets me know that he is extremely rare and fast. When brush throws him a bomb, he's going to come down with it. Why? Because he's able to beat the defender in front of him. We're not seeing too many post corner double moves. We're seeing he is going full speed and he plants that left foot Right down in the center of the field, and he is gone touchdown. I
1: can't believe you just made Tyler Lockett, you know, Tyreek Hill.
0: Well, funny you bring that up. I think he's a better route runner than Tyreek Hill. I'll give him that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'm not going to put him in top 10. Tyreek Hill's not even top 15. I think Jarvis Landry runs better routes. Julian Edelman runs better routes than he does. Travis Kelsey (laughs) runs better routes than he does. I would agree
1: with everyone but Kelsey.
0: Kelsey's as as, as big as he is. He really breaks down. And that's the scary part about it. His ability to get down and use good footwork, use his hand, use his head, you being able to turn and 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 use his body as a just using just using his body in general. And that's what a good receiver can do. And Tyler's on his way. He's, I think by the time it's all said and done, he will be in that conversation. I'll put it this way: I'm Doug f- Baldwin is a top ten route runner. I'm you know find why? The, I'm gonna find the top ten there. No, you can find the top ten. Go ahead, but I would say. Doug Baldwin is more of a top 10 route runner, more because of his footwork, and he doesn't have the speed. How many times is Doug Baldwin wide open, and he is probably the slowest receiver on that team last season? How many times was he wide open because of his ability to get off the line of scrimmage using his footwork and hands mm-hmm. because of he has elite route running? He doesn't have the speed, and that's another list. You look at my list, how many of those guys are blazing fast? OBJ, Antonio Brown, and Julio. No, nah, all those guys are fast. No, no, no. Blazing fast. Ty Lockett speed, four, three, four, four. How many of those guys on my list do that? Three. Antonio Brown, OBJ, and Julio. Every one of those guys, Anyone else, they have to use something else. And you know what that is, Mike? It's called that route running. And that's where they top off. If they had his speed, oh, my gosh, then we'd be looking at freak athletes all over the place in the wide receiver conversation. But considering their speed is not their best attribute, they use this other thing called route running. Yeah, but see, Tyler's not just a go ball dude. He's though. not. He's a go. He's a post, post corner. That's, You're not gonna see him do a ten yard. That's in. what I'm saying. You You're gotta not gonna see him do a zig. You a zig be, route. F- you gotta be good at he route running good. to do those. He things. is good, but he's not elite. I'll and see. that's why I give him those. That's why I named those ten guys. That's that stat tells me he's elite. Nah.
1: That because he can do more he stuff. He can
0: Do more stuff, but he hasn't done it in the Seahawks offense. I haven't seen him run a zigzag route. You know what that is? A pivot yes, inside. Yeah, a, I haven't seen yeah, him do that yet. I, I've seen him. I haven't do seen a, you. Haven't, you seen him do it? Oh yeah. Uh, I need to. I need to find that clip of him doing. Well, I it. just
1: spent like the last three days watching receiver film, so that's why I was
0: got it. Okay, but I'll put it this way: if you pull up his stats and all his routes that he won, that he runs, I'd be, I would be willing to bet all of his touchdowns come out of two or three routes. The uh, go? Yeah, there's some stats I can find all of
1: that. I'm not gonna find it now, but I could find. Actually, all it's probably
0: of that. The, it's probably the go and the post. Those are his go-to routes for touchdowns. When you look at all the other guys, the guys that I think that are top ten, they do it off of double moves. They do it off of a simple ten yard curl route where they make a guy, they create separation, and they end up just picking up speed and scoring a touchdown. Whereas Tyler Lockett, if he did a curl route, I don't think he would be able to get that separation that he always has because that requires an elite skill. He might not be able to break down his, bet. he might not be able to break down the route as good as a Antonio Brown, who's similar size, maybe a little bit taller. But has better footwork or a who else did I have on my list? I'm Michael Thomas, who's really slow actually. <laughs> when it when you compare Michael Thomas to a Julio, it's not even close in speed. Michael Thomas is not a guy that's gonna beat you with speed, but he is gonna beat you with in and out of his brakes. I
1: can't believe you saw a stat oh. about receiver separation and only saw speed.
0: I mean that's the main so thing. So if I
1: find the top ten of the top ten is all speedster's then you maybe you have something, but if I'm, like that's why
0: I'm curious to see who's number one. But if you. number one's like Amari Cooper, then what? Well, or if it's I, Adam, there's Adam a, Thielen, there's an argument that Amari Cooper's top ten. But I don't know who I'm gonna take off. And that was a lot of discussion. People were saying, "Well, I would take off such and such for Amari Cooper or Julian Edelman." But my main question was, "Is Tyler Lockett a top 10? I don't people and people that, are
1: tripping on this Julian Edelman thing, by the way.
0: Well, Julian Edelman can run all the routes in the route tree. Let's just clear that right now. He can run anything. To be honest, he can't. Yeah, that's fine. And he runs it very well, I, and he gets open. I don't think Julian, Julian Edelman's elite at anything. Well, I'll tell you this: in the Super Bowl, he ran a. He's good. In the Super Bowl, he ran a. He ran a yo-yo route, and he had your boy. Well, not your boy, but he had what's his name that got end up getting cut. I'm drawing a blank. The cornerback Nickelback. Who from the Actually, Rams? Actually, it was Simeon Thomas. I think it was Simeon. Oh, you talking about Super Bowl? 40? Super Bowl, yep. S- he S- ran. F- Super Bowl who?
1: S- f- Super Bowl forty-nine.
0: Who is, I forget the player. He didn't he,
1: play in that Super Bowl. He's too young.
0: I'm trying to. There was some player. I forget his name. He ran. You talking a, about someone on the Seahawks? No, I don't think he's on the Seahawks now. So what's his Super Bowl name. are you talking about?
1: The most recent one. The most recent one. That'd that be they lost. against the Rams. So is the Marcus. No, no, no. I'm talking about when the Seahawks played. Oh, so yeah, Super Bowl 49. Yes. So that'd be. He
0: ran a. L- co- it Legion might have been football. Jeremy Lane, but I don't think it was. was uh, maybe corner.
1: Jeremy Lane broke his leg. I think in that game.
0: No, but there's another player, and he ran the zigzag route perfectly, and he just it was it was wide open. There's only a
1: few guys on this. is Jemmy Lane. It was uh they didn't have Browner, they had uh uh I can't remember who they had instead
0: of him. Maybe Maxwell, can't remember. I but don't remember the guy's name, but I'm sure when I see the highlight, oh there he is. But all I'm saying is the conversation always was, Oh, these are the guys I would take off your top ten, but my main question was, is Tyler Lockett? And a lot of people said no. And that was a lot of non Seahawk fans. And I get the Seahawk fans, they probably see a lot more of Tyler Lockett than anything. And I'm not knocking you for that but if you break down simple in and out of breaks and how other players do it, my top 10 is pretty – it's undeniable. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you could take out maybe Michael Thomas for Julian Edelman or Jarvis no, Landry. we can keep Jarvis and Julian. Keep them out. Keep them out. <laughs> hey, is, they're nice. Is, they are. This is
1: the elite, though. Anything this top is 10 is in, a, in a field this big and with Tyler, the NFL players, is a, you, I you mean, need to be elite. It's
0: funny. I asked Cliff Averill. That question and Cliff laughed and he was like, nah, he would tell you he's not. And that really struck home. But then I also remembered he's also a D lineman. I don't know. He probably I mean, maybe he's he's seen Tyler a lot more than I have for sure. Yeah, but that's when he true. told me he's not, and Tyler would tell you himself that he's not. Well, I wait about a minute, that. wait a minute. Tyler would that's different. He said Cliff literally said he's not a top ten route runner, mm-hmm. and he'd probably tell you that himself. Hmm. He knows that.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm gonna ask Tyler.
1: That's all that comes down to. I'm
0: going him. He could asking. probably name me 10 guys better. Uh, but I'll tell you this. He's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Oh, see, see. With or without the ball. See, I think
1: that separation stat, we're, yeah, we interpret that differently. I know that even if you are just fast, everyone in the league is fast. DBs are fast. It takes more than being fast to be. Elite creating separation. Top two is it also depends
0: on the defense because a lot of those times they're off of play fakes and if you're a DB your eyes are probably in the backfield which they shouldn't Uh, be. Not if you're like in some man covers and you're just running with your man. It don't matter what. And then when play action and when Ty Lockett hits ninety percent speed and you're still at seventy five, it's over. I mean, for example, if DK Metcalf ends up being number two this year in separation, does that mean he runs elite routes?
1: I think so. Well, we know that's not going to be the case. I think so. I think separation is about more than just being fast.
0: I think it has a lot to do with being fast. Well, yeah. No one's slow. Ain't no slow elite receivers. Michael Thomas is actually... <laughs> I don't think he's slow. He's not... He is not fast. Keenan Allen, not fast. Oh, see, I
1: think Keenan's fast. Nah, he's he's I, th- cool. I, I think Keenan's fast. You're, you're killing me right now. I'm not killing you. I just look
0: right at now. the separation as, yeah, this guy's really fast. That's why I'm really... I'm wondering why they didn't put the number one guy. Like, who was number one?
1: That, you know what? They probably saw us debating and just threw that out there to try to... Like as a subtweet, because that was just a random stat to throw out from <laughs> last year. It, there was no reason. Tyler didn't get an extension or nothing. It was just
0: like, oh yeah, here's this Tyler like stat here. I go.
1: wonder if. No, I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to pro football folks and get the the full. Thing. Is
0: there a list that we can even go to, or they don't have it up? None of that.
1: No, I'm gonna find it. I'm
0: gonna find it. Cause I'm watch it, it, watch it be. Cal away from the Browns. Or if something. it's a bunch
1: of speedsters, then you have some. You have something there. I would I would be very confident saying that's probably not. Number one was probably like. Antonio Brown. I do think that's something that maybe would we'll, we'll factor in is Russ doesn't throw a lot of contested balls. Well, so, gets down to the so like, DeAndre Hopkins probably not in the top ten because they just throw it up to him with the receiver basically, you know, giving him a back rub. So, so the DB giving him a back rub, but I uh, feel you. What did I say? Quite receiver. Oh, yeah, with the DB giving back rub. You're right. Wow. I, uh, it's
0: a good debate. It's a, it's a great one. And I kind of want to, next so time I see Sidney Rice, I'm going to ask him that question too. It's so I see him at the barbershop all the time. But like, Sidney, man, I need your honest opinion. Oh, he gets cut over there? Yeah. Oh, good for you. I'll him. ask him. Because oh. right now I've asked one af- I've asked two athletes, and they've all told me absolutely not. And I went to Facebook for it, and there's not a lot of Facebook. A lot no. of my friends are not Facebook. That's the other thing Chris fans. told me, you guys. He was like, oh, Facebook's riding with me. I'm like, that's an indictment of your in- of, <laughs> of your argument. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, <laughs> riding like, with me, but I was just shocked that there was a lot of people saying, no, he's not even top 20. I'm like, dang, I, that's cold. See, that's what I'm saying. Facebook don't know nothing, bro. It's, it's, hey, I mean, they had really interesting names. And when you look at how they get open in their routes, their route tree is everything. It's not three routes that they dominate. They dominate in every aspect of route running. And to be an elite route runner, you have to dominate in every aspect. You can't have Ty Locker do a seven-yard out, and he's going to turn into an 80-yard touchdown. He does that seven-yard out, he's going to get tackled. Whereas if uh, OBJ does that seven-yard out, well, God dang, he's going to sell that out, and that defender is going to be toast. And by the time he catches it, it's too late. And that even goes up to the point where, dang, how do you get so open? Well, he's a salesman.
1: I I know OBJ is elite. But them, the Facebook thing <laughs> was very bad. All right, let's you never <laughs> want to try to validate your argument by saying a bunch of people on Facebook agree with me. That is like no, that no, sounds no, that's like president's. I would didn't
0: say that. I said, Man, Facebook is booming with Tyler Lockett not being top ten. That's that was it. Those are people agreeing with you though. See? But it's not valid. I just thought it was yeah, funny that there was a lot more
1: because Facebook don't know nothing. Sorry for other people who argue with people on Facebook. If you argue with people about Facebook about uh music, sports food spots. Not to say that Twitter is a, you know, I'm not trying to be elitist with social media <laughs> platforms, I guess, but you know, if I would say where arguments are the best is uh Twitter and then Instagram and Facebook at the bottom. Cuz you j- I feel like you're just getting a bit more of an and uh an uninformed uh crowd.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many of them actually even watch football.
1: Like I would imagine that you <laughs> get more people on like Facebook who like uh who get everything like second hand who are like they're they're just continuing like Skip Bayless debates <laughs> on their page, whereas like you get people on Twitter who are like really like consultant, like experts and like reading pro- have pro football focused subscriptions or like you know read you know advance ad- read five thirty eight dot com you know stuff like stuff that gives you a little bit more informed. Whereas like I get the Facebook crowd is probably just people who watch a bunch of undisputed, watch Max Kellerman Steven, Stephen A. yell at each other and then be like, "Kobe's better than LeBron." It's just like you know go somewhere, <laughs> go somewhere like. There <laughs> is there is value in having like reading the Athletic, having an e- ESPN Plus account, reading Pro Football Focus. You know you
0: should also uh, ask Doug too, by the way.
1: Uh, I have a lot of things to ask Doug if I was to if I was to see him.
0: Doug, you want to play one on one? One on one. Why Doug. he pump
1: faked us with saying he was going to have a podcast with Jermaine Curse or maybe that is going to be a thing.
0: Uh, oh, it's still time. Uh, yes, that's these next five six weeks he can get it done. But well, I think
1: Jermaine signed with the Lions, so. I think that it's probably not gonna happen if they if one guy lives in Detroit. <laughs> we can get to the draft class now. I just wanted to let you know that you're wrong again. The update. On the record. Yeah, because it's not gonna end I'm gonna find someone either Ben Baldwin, Sam, somebody's gonna get an article done and we're gonna settle this. And debate.
0: they're gonna say he's number eleven and you're gonna be very upset. No. Because uh, there's not one guy I'm taking off for Tyler. <laughs> the I'm only
1: sorry. for what it's worth, the only like kinda route expert, uh the guy who had tweeted that initial list, uh that I showed you that's the only route expert, quote unquote, we have, and he has t like a top ten. So
0: eh. there's that. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I feel him, but nice. better than Facebook. <laughs> that right there is better than
1: a thousand people on Facebook talking about nah put Julian Edelman in there. As soon as you mention Julian Edelman, you gotta get out my mentions. <laughs> that's just that's that's just that's just what it is. Now to jump into the, the twenty sixteen class, I wanna start with something that is relevant to like this class well the first thing is a 2016 class is bad <laughs> this is when john Schneider and pete were just on a run of bad drafts like oh, everything was going wrong Marshawn got, Lynch got every is gone. draft in front of me yeah chris has all of them in front of me this is great so they hit in 2010 2011 2012 and then 2013 was just a mess christine michael jordan hill chris harper it was bad daryl simon not great not great uh 2014 also just a bunch of just nothing. You got P. Rich in it. You got Justin Britt who finally settled in at as center after playing quite literally every spot on the offensive line before finding there. Cassius Marshall they brought back after cutting. Kevin Pierre Lewis was good. Eric Pinkins just in the AAF. Not great. Kevin Norwood. 2015. Oh. Just 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 boo boo. It was just you got Frank and got Tyler. And then that's, that's it. it. <laughs> Ter- Terry Poole was in the AAF just last year. Oh, Mark is actually good. He just came in the league and got topped by Tom Cable right away, and that just ruins your career. Feel bad for him. It's amazing Joey Hunt got around that. 2016. So here we are. Just, again, it was just a run of just crap, 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 crap. Like, I don't think there's a more hated player on the roster. I think the two most hated players on the roster came from this, this draft. I think they're CJ ProSize and Jermaine Effetti. And if you need a full refresher of the whole draft class, this is <laughs> this is the Effetti year. And then Jay Reed, ProSize, Vanette, Reese Odiambo, Quentin Jefferson, Alex Collins, remember him? Joey Hunt, Kenny Lawler, he probably forgot, a receiver out of Cal who never made the team, I don't think. And then Zach Brooks, running back out of Clemson, who also never made the team. I don't think he ever made the team. Seventh round picks, though. I don't kind of fault them for not making the team. The reason that... Why Kenny Lawlers and Zach Brooks don't make the team, and why it's so normal, is why it's so special that like David Moore is still around. Chris Carson, and Chris Carson is not only still around, but like a stud. Like it's hard to hit uh, at those positions, and I would count both of those guys as hits. Uh, but if you notice in that draft class, and this is the something that I think is relevant to 2019, is there were three running backs selected that year? This is this is months after Marshawn Lynch retired. You know, he just was like, you know what, the Super Bowl sucks. I'm gonna just steal the limelight and just announce his retirement during the Super Bowl. I think that's when the Panthers are playing the Broncos. I think, if I have that right. And what did the Seahawks do? They reacted, drafted three running backs: Size, Alex Collins, Zach Brooks. Chris, which one of those guys ended up being the new beast mode?
0: Ah, uh, well, none of them. None <laughs> of them.
1: That's a great <laughs> answer. And I want I want to keep that in mind this year when they have. They, they lose Doug. He retires during the draft, I guess, technically, is when that leaked the Adam Schefter thing. So you got Doug Baldwin gone, and what do they do? They draft three receivers, DK Metcalf, Gary Jennings, John resua Now, running back's a little bit like more of a defined spot, whereas receiver, you can have outside guys, inside guys, big guys, small guys uh, to do different stuff. So maybe only Gary and John are candidates to replace Doug. But at the same time, none of these guys could. Essentially, theoretically, there could be three of these dudes they draft and none of them replace Doug. Maybe it's a guy next year. Maybe it's an uh, undrafted dude that they have in, and like Terry Wright. Or, you know, maybe just Keenan Reynolds steps in and it's not a draftee at all, you know. I th- I think we should keep that in mind. And I think the 2016 class is a great example. It's actually what I thought about when they drafted those three receivers. I might have written it somewhere. I can't remember. I wrote a lot of stuff that weekend. It's like 3,000, 4,000 words or something. I know, right? Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But I think we should keep that in mind because there's just no guarantee it pans out. That's that's what I think of too when like people expected them when they traded Frank to draft like seven defensive ends to replace Frank. No, it doesn't work like that. Maybe it's this class, maybe it's not, right? Like you you never really know. It's not as simple as like, oh, we lost this guy this year, now we draft his replacement this year. Sometimes it takes a year, sometimes you have draft it's already on your roster, sometimes it's some random dude you pick up in July. You never know. You know, so I, I like to mention that first with this draft class, 'cause that's what I think of. Other than having the most hated dudes on the roster, is there any more dudes hated than Jermaine Fetty on the team by fans?
0: No, man, it's it's unfortunate, but Pla- players probably like him. For, for I'm gonna
1: make that clear real quick. For what I know, all the guys on O line love Jermaine. Blah blah blah. You know, I know Frank punched him in the face once, but I hear they were cool after that. So that that's what it
0: is. But other than Jermaine, do, do they hate? They don't hate anyone worse than Jermaine, right? The fact that we're even making this discussion is is sad. Maybe Malik McDowell, but he's gone. He not on even, the team. Not, not on, on team. the team. But he he is not liked. Um, no, no, no. But no. on the team, Jermaine might have to take that L. The the the
1: the Malik one feels like more of like disappointment. That's where it's combination. Yeah, that's true. It's it, not good. And then Jermaine is just like, you know what? Leading the league in penalties is not but great. But that
0: was two years ago, and last season he was a lot better.
1: He was a he was a lot. He, was a lot better. he
0: really flipped the script. He was a lot better. I think
1: he still led the team in like sacks given up, well,
0: with shoot. like four His first two weeks. Man, he had to go up against unfortunate elite defensive ends. Probably two the two best in the and league. And then he had to go up against Donald twice.
1: Uh, yeah, he, he goes
0: all around the field.
1: Yeah, no, he. I mean, that's the thing, though. I was thinking about that. You know, when I was writing about Jermaine and. It, and I want to get what you think about this too. He's a first round pick at the end of the day. So, if you're going to be there and drafted at that spot and want to be elite, which I know he wants to be at his spot, it can't be oh, I'm only good when the other dude isn't good or isn't elite, right? Cuz like the week his week uh his first month of the season was rough. Like the Cardinals had a good D-line. They were week 4 the Cowboys had Tank Lawrence in week three. The Bears had Khalil Mack in week two. The, um who's the first team? Denver. Denver. Had Von Miller um. in week one. And then even in week five, it was the Rams, right, with the best, D, one of the nastiest D linemen I've ever seen in my life and Aaron Donald, right? And then in week six, it was Raiders, and they got to they got cut some slack. But it can't just be, oh, I'm going to be good when we're playing someone like the Raiders who didn't have a sack for, like, a year you know last year you know it can't be that it's the same thing I think of when I was reviewing David Morris tape too I was re- reviewing David Morris tape over the weekend and who God when there was an elite dude he was just out of the picture whether it, when it was Sherm Patrick Peterson Xavier Rhodes he was just out of the picture but for me as a first round pick uh, you know, David the seventh round pick Jermaine we, they drafted him to be that elite dude it's like okay cool y'all got Von Miller well we got Jermaine like, it should be. Like, that's how the Seahawks should feel, right? Like, they their guy can go toe-to-toe with their guy, no?
0: That's exactly how they should feel, and I think he is slowly but surely getting there. Granted, it's taken him
1: This is year four, four Year four for everyone in this draft class.
0: Year, this is his fourth season. I think he can only go up from here. He can't revert back to what he was doing two seasons ago.
1: You're saying he shouldn't or he cannot?
0: He can't, and he shouldn't. He okay. should not revert back to what he was doing two years ago. It should be an improvement as he pointed out after, what was it, minicamp day one or day two? he After his interview, he said, it is what it is, basically. i got to come out here and prove myself, and that's basically what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to come out here and prove himself, especially if he wants to be back with the team. And if he comes out here, has a great year, the Seahawks have to make a tough decision. Do we pay this guy? How much do we pay him, or do we just let him walk? But I, I find it very hard to believe that if he comes out and is better than he was last season, the Seahawks are going to just let him walk. They will figure something out to keep him because, A, he's proved that he's worth the while. Yeah, he sucked for the most part for his first two seasons. Third year, he picked it up. Fourth year, he was, wow, good job. You played hell of a season. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out a way to bring you back. We are gonna, we're gonna we want to hang on to you. And that's where I think his mindset is because he knows where, he has, where he's been. Oh, yeah. No, film don't lie. Film don't lie. That's what the defensive line coach likes to say. Film don't lie. And when you look at his progression, you can't. I don't know how much hate he had last year, but I know it wasn't Oh, it's bad. Last year he had a lot of hate too, even though he had a decent year. Oh yeah. Wow. Well
1: I, yeah, man.
0: I guess we could just search Jermaine Afetti y- on Twitter. Yes. Seahawks. Do and, that during a game.
1: Just well, forward. I mean, I,
0: just I did his first year and it was really bad, oh, but was, he was struggling. That was You would, was his, you would was think bad. he
1: was like in part of like Trump's, you know, inner circle, the way his mentions look during a game. He He's just bad. has
0: to get better each year. And if he does that, The longevity longevity of him being a Seahawk increases.
1: You know, I want to ask you this, because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Nope. Um, They could have for about $10.3 million. They declined it. Uh, Well, actually, this is what Jermaine had to say. Uh, about that we asked him uh, that I think this is during OTAs that he was asked you know his reaction to not having his fifth year option uh, picked up by the Seahawks um
0: you know I had no reaction I think um I'm not sure the fifth year options the the best thing for uh, as far as uh, player contracts but um you know reading into their them not picking it up I think uh um you know football is a business and you know they they made a business decision and um, you know, I'm, I can't feel one way or another about it is what it is. And, uh, uh, you know, going into the last year of my contract, that's what it means. I do love when people say
1: something like, I don't have a reaction, and then give you the reaction. That's basically what happened there. It was actually great. I actually thought that was a good answer from him. And it's one of the reasons I actually really like Jermaine Ifedi, just because he's a really honest dude, pretty self-aware. And I think independent of any talent, whether you're elite or you're the worst dude on the roster, those are some qualities that I can admire. It's just, you know, when when you have to face us, the media, because that's a pretty daunting thing. People don't like doing that. They don't like facing us. They think we're going to ask some really hard questions. It's going to be really awkward. They don't want us writing about them. And I can understand that. I don't want people writing about me either. But I'm in a job where that doesn't happen that often or ever, really. I don't think anyone's ever written about me, actually, one time with Paul Petrino, But anyway, I thought Jermaine's answer was pretty good because it gets into something else, Chris. I don't think the fifth-year option is that great either, really, in that... If you really want to bet on yourself, it's better to just ball out, you know, your final year and then get that extension, you know, even if even if it's not from the team that you're on. Like let's say Jermaine has the best year ever, you know, in twenty twenty nineteen, and then he hits the open market and someone picks him up. You know, the Raiders, oh no. I really hope it was not the Raiders. If he has to go play for Tom Cable again, I would feel so bad for him. I would turn down that contract. But if it's any other team, you know, the Niners, you know, every team could use a good right tackle because, you know, what teams do is they take their Von Millers and they just put them against the right tackle because that's usually the crappier of the two tackles. But I actually think that's a smart way that he looked at it. And I don't know about you. I guess I can ask you right now. I think we're in for the best Jermaine we've seen, and I think the best Jermaine we've seen is – Wait for it. Worth keeping long
0: term. That was my point previously before, mm-hmm. we, before you just pretty much said everything I wanted to or how you ended it basically. But I believe he's going to get better and better. And, and that it's is, worth keeping though. That's another long thing. Long term. Seahawks have to make that decision because I don't see him. I don't foresee him reverting back to his struggles Mm -hmm. he got better last year Mm -hmm. me and you were damn he did have a good year he he did cut down the penalties and that's huge which is and you think the seahawks don't notice that they notice it oh yeah george fan is waiting for an opportunity but sounds as if he's gonna be catching passes which kind of works out all he has to do head down keep grinding and he might get a cool payday oh is george fan in this draft class too
1: no. Not in the draft class, I mean. Oh, I see what you're saying. Is he in this rookie?
0: I think he is in this rookie class.
1: He might be. Yeah, you know what? I think he was. Uh, I was watching film, and I saw him run like, a. you mentioned running routes. He <laughs> ran, like, a, a, a one of them corner joints. And it didn't look good, did uh, it? it? It took a while.
0: Of course <laughs> it did. It's a, a lot of meat there. Yeah, yeah it does. 300 pounds, just trying to move to the left at a certain speed and it, turn your head, all these other things.
1: It, it, it took a while. I want to say this, last thing on Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I when I say he's most hated, that's by fans. I
0: actually like Jermaine.
1: I like talking to him, cool cat. Um Will he be on the Seahawks in 2020?
0: Moving forward, I say yes. Yeah? All I right. say yes. All right, there we go. There we have it. Hot take of the day.
1: <laughs> oh, we got some more we got some more coming here. Uh and then another guy who I want to start, let's start this topic with this with the same question. Will Jaron Reed the best player in the draft class, I would say, be on the team in 2020.
0: Mm. I know that's a good one around. I'm Al with all the Woods is coming, if not already there. Ziggy Ansah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cassius Marsh. A little bit of a different position. They're all there, though, and they all can rotate around. They're mm. all, I would say, hybrids. And if he is not getting better, mm-hmm. that opens up a position. I don't know if he will be around twenty twenty, mm. because he won't because he will cost too much or what? How much he cost? Mm-hmm. What he offers to the team defensively? What he's bringing to the table? He's their leading returner in sacks. Yeah, ten and a half last he year. He has to do it again now. It can't be a setback. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he will. Well, we don't want we don't want that. the Seahawks don't want that is what I'm saying. They don't want him to have ten and a half sacks. No, they don't want him to have a setback. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. What if he it's has perfect. ten and a half sacks again? If he gets ten and a half sacks again, perfect. But do they want to pay him again? You saw they did with Frank. We don't want to pay this man. I think I don't think Jaren's in danger of outpricing himself
1: the way Frank was. Like Frank had about as good as a year as Frank could possibly have, and commanded about as much money as the market could max out at. Whereas I think even if Jaren has ten and a half again, I maybe mean if he has eleven, uh, you know, then you know, then he's had back to back career years, which is a great thing for you. Pay the man. <laughs> <laughs> even if they do that, I don't think the defensive tackle position is in a – is the market is not in a position to reset itself. No. Like, because Aaron that. Donald has set it so high, and I think even um, – is Geno Atkins making a bunch of bread? I looked at the defensive tackle salaries. I don't think – there it's, it's one of those that the next hot guy becomes the highest paid dude. I don't think it's like quarterback in that way or even how cornerback was for a little bit, like how someone like Jalen Ramsey, who's the next guy up, so he's going, you know, break the bank. I don't think defensive tackle is really working like that because it's the position is not valued as much.
0: I mean, to even throw in Quentin Jefferson, who's also in the same position. I mean, he's also in that conversation.
1: So okay. here's the thing, though: Do you think they would just let Jared walk if he has a great that's, year? Even they if
0: franchise tag him? That would be the that that's would be the the best thing to do. That's Ciarc's, an option. Seahawks if he has a great year, which we ex- which the Seahawks probably expect him to have. You want to franchise tag him, and depending on what happens with Quentin Jefferson, you can probably let him walk or release him, excuse me, trade him, figure something out. But Jay Reed's in a really tough situation, I think, just based on who they brought in, the talent around him. He hasn't had another productive season. Is that putting pressure on the guy? Sure it is. Of course. But I I think he should come out this year. Same mindset. Yeah, he doesn't have Frank Clark, but they brought in Cassius Marsh. They drafted a guy who they think, an L.J. Collier who can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the time for him to prove himself. Call it a prove it. Again? He just had ten and a half sacks. And right? I think Frank Clark and him were a great duo, but now you lose that Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. And now that pass rusher is not there. Now it's just you. Teams now can double you.
1: I mean, he's a defensive tackle. He was always getting
0: doubled. Well, now it's really going to be... That's what you do at DT. You take on double teams. That's what you do. And you still get sacks. And you're going to have to do it again this year. Well, that's why
1: it was so impressive. I think he... There was only a few defensive tackles who had more sacks than him last year. I think it was just Donald, obviously, because Donald is a robot. Like, Geno Atkins, I want to say. Fletcher Cox. That might have been it. He might have been, like, fourth or something like that. And that's not bad. That's amazing. Do you think
0: he'll be on the team 2020?
1: Uh, I think so, yeah. I think he's really a candidate for the tag. Another, because he has that value, well, I guess Frank had this value too, but <laughs> uh, the value of like a, a, a voice in there, and not only just a voice someone people respect, like if Jay Reed look at you and say, hey, man, you know, get your stuff together, you playing like crap, you know, or if he says something like, hey, man, what's going on? Talk to me. What you need? You know, guys are receptive to that. That that costs money. You know, that that is something that, that you have to take into account. I think that's why they kept, why they ultimately pay Bobby, you know, Bobby's in that role. Bobby's also, you know, buying jets to go watch, you know, Blazers playoff games. So that's value there too for the group. But like, it's off the field. It's on the field stuff. KJ too. I think that's why they brought KJ back, in that same way. DJ Fluker, uh, in that same way. Not necessarily that he gives rah rah speeches, but DJ Fluker kind of. He's a vet. He's a vet, and he embodies the attitude that that old line really wants to have. In that, like, I'm not afraid of none of you dudes. Aaron Donald, I want the smoke. Come on bring it that's the attitude they want to have
0: every sunday
1: every sunday he brings it you know so and the guys feed off that too they'd be in the huddle like oh dj's dj's with the funk so i'm with the funk today too what's up you know jaren brings that same and i think that costs money i think that do i think that's worth it's not just like sacks or pressures or run stop percentage or all that stuff does matter uh but i think it's the other stuff that he does too will cost money. But I think what you can do if you're the Seahawks and you're like, prove it like you are. Yeah. Uh you so that'd be one good year, two good years would be and that's 2019. My point. and then you're like, okay, do one more time on this oh. tag. Because I think the tag I don't forget the tag number, but I don't think it's like crazy. It'd probably be like a fifteen million bucks or something like that, maybe anywhere from twelve to fifteen I have to go look. Yeah, you could do that on a one year. And then yeah, I don't know. Then you got to play the game. Then, But I think that's probably the best route. So, yeah, i say he's here in 2020. Okay. The, the, can't lie, though. There's a world where none of this whole draft class is on the team in 2020. Like, even the next guy, CJ Procise. Oh, man. I feel so bad for CJ. Another guy I like. Mm. I like some of these dudes on the team, man. Some of these guys have no idea who they are off the field or whatever. I like CJ. Man, That's a good dude. He just has the worst injury luck in the history of football. Maybe just Seahawks. No man, football. CJ's been in the league three seasons. He's you know how I many seasons he's ended the year on
0: IR. All of them.
1: All three. <laughs> you did, come on man. You can't. How you supposed to beat that? Three years on injury luck or uh, three years on injury reserve. All three with different injuries.
0: Not the same ones. By I the way, I think
1: it was a shoulder in his rookie year, and I think it was a abdomen in twenty seventeen, and I forget what it was. Uh, last year. It was something else that needed surgery. It's just like, dog, this is mixed in with all the other bumps and bruises. He's hurt now.
0: Yeah, hamstring, and the Seahawks don't know if he'll be available for week one against the, in the preseason against the Bengals, which I, is crazy because nah, that's not until August.
1: No, nah, the preseason is, uh, who's their opener? Denver. It's Denver? Excuse yeah, the, the, me. Bengals is regular season.
0: I think he'll be Well, ready. that's the crazy part. They don't think he'll be regu- ready for the regular season. Uh, that just, is crazy. I just think,
1: look, I'm going to say this, and I've said it, I've written it before, a healthy C.J. Pro Slice. Is the third best back on the team, like that's n-
0: that I H word means so 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 much. It does, but you're really counting on health with everybody, though.
1: You're counting on health with Rashad Penny, right? Because he got hurt in preseason in practice, broke something. Like, come on, man, broke break something in practice. Like, come on, uh, got hurt during the year as well. I think he hurt his ankle. Yeah, during the hurt his ankle. Uh, and his knee. I think he had a knee too. Uh, now nah, I sound like Pete Carroll. Yeah, he had a knee. I really do sound like Pete. It's just weird uh he's rubbing off on Chris you. Carson got hurt during the year on the play, he played 14 games so he missed a broke his couple god dang leg. got hurt his rookie year i mean you you're counting on everyone to be healthy you're counting on JD Mekosis to be healthy you know so you're counting on in health with everyone yeah you just so expect
0: so. him to get banged up that's about it we expect you yeah. to get bruises, Yeah, but we don't but be, want to get be able to be out
1: there i think healthy CJ pro size is worth keeping as well i think so cuz at his best to be honest What we've seen in terms of their best, what we've seen from Chris Carson in terms of the running backs is the highest, right? What we've seen at their best, CJ, at his best is better than what we've seen from Rashad at his best to this point. Am I tripping?
0: Nah, I remember those games quite vividly. 2016 when he just got busy on the Patriots, got busy on the Eagles. 72-yard touchdown run. And then came back the next week and just torched the Patriots, and then we all said, oh, this is going to be the Super Bowl game, and it was. Of course, CJ wasn't there to play it, but hey. No, 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 he was there in the— he was hurt. No, no, when they played the Patriots 2016, he was there. He balled yes. out. That was his first start yes. I think. And then the next week,
1: uh, I think he started against the fi- the Eagles, had like a 72-yard touchdown run and then like broke his shoulder or something like that. Uh and didn't play anymore. It's just like healthy at his best. What we've seen is a st- is like a starting running back in the league. Maybe not like a high end, but you know, like a a good starter, you know, on a team. I I can't think of a good comparison right now. Uh, maybe just a decent starter. So if you have that healthy, I think you you keep it, and it won't cost you much. Running backs don't cost you anything. You know, you look at two dudes, like, look at the dudes who got paid elsewhere from that left of Seahawks this year. Frank got paid 100 mil. Earl got paid with 50 or something. Justin Coleman, 30-something, got became the highest-paid slot corner. Mike Davis technically got paid. Mike yep. Davis got $6 million. <laughs> like, that's getting paid, quote-unquote, For a running back like that. So, I think if it's going to be cheap,
0: you can do it. I think you can. But what I was saying was that with CJ, it's him playing in that game against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be the Super Bowl that year. That's what, oh, Seahawks and Patriots. We can have have the matchup again. And then CJ gets hurt and... It doesn't yeah, I mean, end up happening. A lot of things happened a of, weird not A lot of bad things year. happened, but... Oh,
1: you know what really happened? that Earl broke his leg that year. It wasn't good. Injuries... Oh, Tyler broke his leg that year.
0: Everyone Jesus Christ, what Jim, a bad year. It was bad. Judge, I think Jimmy was fine. But Jimmy, I heard the following year, but... Uh-huh. It was... A, I mean, that game was... Everything was lined up. It seemed that that was going to be the Super Bowl run. Seahawks and Patriots. That game was crazy. That's when Earl Thomas leveled Gronk. And was No, that whoa. game was really, really good. It was a great game, and I, th- I was thinking this is going to be Super Bowl again. Yeah, and no. of course the Pages were there, but the Seahawks they couldn't, help,
1: couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, the Earl they lo- they lost, losing Earl was it? That's why they lost to the Falcons in that year. And, and, and the Falcons, Falcons are who
0: went to the Super Bowl and, and blew <laughs> a twenty to three lead. Seahawks wouldn't have done that. <laughs>
1: I don't know. They blew a ten point lead in the fourth quarter of the game that they lost to Super Bowl forty nine. I point. mean, theoretically, if you can do that, you can blow a fifteen point lead in two quarters. Oh no, no, excuse me, that's twenty five. Never mind. Seahawks wouldn't have done that.
0: All I want to say is, man, C.J., stay healthy, brother. I really
1: want C.J. to be so healthy.
0: It would make – he is a talented guy. And then at – I think it was mini camp that he got hurt? This last his last offseason? Yeah.
1: He just – something with his hammy. I don't think it's too bad. I don't know. I have an accent about it. I guess I, I
0: had, Ben was there, and he said, yeah, I saw him walking off, and he just laid down on the turf. And I was like, uh-oh. And now seeing it's a hamstring injury, and I mean – hammys heal up. They do, but they're nothing to the play with, man. They can nag for a little bit, you know, but they, they do heal up. Eventually, but with CJ, man, he's... You remember I, that's, that's, that SpongeBob episode when Squidward is just in the wheelchair and he's all bandaged up after mm-hmm. jellyfishing? Yeah. That's my guy CJ right now. Oh. He, he is just... He, he's, he's, <laughs> he's all bandaged but up hoping hel- to get... Healthy, though. He gets busy. He's great. He's fun to watch. Now, I think it's... It, it,
1: it, it is fair to question whether he will ever be healthy again, because at this point, you're just like, come on, dude's hurt every year. But if he is, you have to acknowledge that that's a dude
0: who can get busy. You just have to. What do you think's going to happen with CJ?
1: You know, I think that from the team's perspective, they would like him to be healthy, but they're prepared to move on. You know, he seems like uh. he's a candidate for the Alex Collins situation, oh, speaking of somebody else in this draft class.
0: And it's not because he's not a great player it's because he just can't stay healthy right. and it's, be on the field. You
1: remember with Alex Collins, yeah. he couldn't hold on to the ball, so they cut him in 2017. He gets picked up by the Ravens, ends up being the Ravens' starter, and runs for like 1,000 yards and I think makes the Pro Bowl uh, in 2017, the same year that the Seahawks can't run the ball to save their lives. Like it was, I think you're looking at CJ in that type of territory where, okay, cool, if he is healthy and the Seahawks are like, you know what, we're going to roll out Homer, McKissick, Penny, Carson, and a fullback. And, and let CJ walk, that he signs somewhere else and, you know, has, like, 500 yards and a bunch of touchdowns, something like that. Like, he ends up being productive. It seems like that's going to happen, you know. Someone like the Saints pick him up because Mark Ingram's on the juice. And, you know, he is. Mark Ingram's on the juice. Uh, well, well, I know. Excuse me. He Mark Ingram was, was, was suspended for PEDs. Last year. Uh uh, you pick No, it's this year, right? Last year. Oh, he last missed, year's on the juice?
0: Missed, he missed eight games. Who's on the juice
1: this year? Oh, Patrick Peterson's on the juice this People. year. That That's what it is. He's on the juice. But, yeah, you know, someone like the Saints pick him up or the Eagles or somebody that needs backs. Hell, Patriots pick him up. You know, they just shuffle backs like cards. So, you know, he seems like a candidate for balling out, still not making the team because they're maybe done with that or not wanting to bet on his health and saying, here's a seventh-round pick, you know, take him off our hands, and then, boom, he balls out. If that happens, good for him. Good for CJ. Because th- it just, it seems like it's very similar when we talked about Ethan Posick last week. It was just like, they seem like they're kind of just done with that experiment, which happens. As soon as they draft you, you're a four-year experiment. You know, and after a while, they decide, all right, this is year four. We're done with the experiment. That's what happened with a lot of these guys. They give up on Riso Diombo after what? couple years? They, yeah, they threw him on IR with two broken hands. <laughs> that was I felt so bad. You said Reese on the Cardinals now though, yes, right? He's with the Cardinals. Good for Reese, because they just let him just bounce. It was so bad. He had no business playing left tackle. I'm sorry, Reese Odunbo, that you had to play left tackle. He had no business playing left tackle. He was very bad at playing left tackle. And as soon as they got Dwayne Brown, they were just like, "Look, dude, here's a check. Here we'll pay for your surgeries for your hands. Bye." And got up out of there. Uh, who else was like that? They actually, they've already quit Quinton Jefferson before too. Brought him back. I think he went to the Rams for a little bit. He also had injury, but you're betting on injuries to all these guys. I think quentin Quinton actually was the starter last year opposite Frank. Had what, three sacks last year? Yeah.
0: Do you think Quinton's on the roster in 2020? That's when I'm, I don't think so. I think it's tough for him to, to make it now.
1: You know why it looks bad for him? Is he does that like hybrid defensive end, defensive tackle thing? Yes. And they've the last two seasons have drafted dudes to do exactly
0: that. And they also brought back Cassius Marsh. See, Cassius don't really. He's not like the
1: the defensive tackle. He's hybrid. more of a defensive end, but he's yeah. still. He, I mean, I'll, I feel you. Like he, they want guys to be like they're trying to find another Michael Bennett. Essentially, yep. which seems kind of stupid because Michael Bennett's still in the league and still, still very producing. good. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if you want another Michael Bennett, keep just the, keep him. Keep the one you got. <laughs> maybe that's just us, though. Maybe we're tripping. Yeah, I maybe I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with you know anthems and things, or Las Vegas,
0: whatever, or you know reading books
1: in meetings. Hey, whatever, whatever it is. Imagine, imagine getting fired because you was reading a book. Must be a. Imagine being black and you get fired for reading a book, <laughs> like. Think of the the, the historical context that has. Like, I'm reading, man. I've heard this speech. Pete, always compete. I got it. I'm going to get back to my Kindle if you don't mind. You know, Mike says he didn't do that. But, you know, whatever. Like, imagine if they cut you for that. That was very stupid. But, yes, they're trying to find more Mike B's by drafting Rasheem. Actually, excuse me, drafting Malik first. I forgot. It's three drafts in a row that they've tried to find a new guy to do that. Drafted Malik first, who's supposed to be the new Mike B. They drafted Rasheem. Couldn't stay healthy. Supposed to be the new Mike B. Just drafted LJ Collier. Supposed to be the new Mike B. It's just like, one, keep the Mike B you got. Two, you know, if you're someone like Quentin who's in that same role, it does seem like, ah, man, he needs to ball out too. I think to stay, he probably need like six sacks or something. That's
0: why I say it's tough for him. Is that doable? Well, he had three last year. Maybe he doubles up. Possible? It is possible, yeah. but I don't. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Another dude I like. I think I like a lot of dudes in this draft class. Are they our age or something like Some that? Some of them are these are, guys. Uh, Cj's twenty five. Nick Van N I I think is twenty seven. If I'm not mistaken. Might no, be, that huh? can't be right. I know Cj's twenty five for sure. No, because we're the same age as the guys in the twenty fourteen class, aren't we? Like
1: Tyler's and P Rich's and stuff like. That. No, I'm older than Tyler. Yeah, we're the same age as guys like Britt. Britt's our age. And P. Rich, I think those guys are our age. We, we're we're older than all these dudes. I
0: think. Okay, yeah, you're right. Nick Vanette is. He was born in '93.
1: Yeah, so we're we're older than these guys.
0: But yeah, I don't know. I click with these dudes. Quentin, I, I like you, cool cat. I
1: never really got to talk. I don't talk to Joey Hunt too much. He is funny though. Every time I quote Joey Hunt, it's always something really funny.
0: We think he's gonna be on the roster? We'll just throw that out there right now. Who Joey? Yep. Yeah, I think
1: Joey became what they want Ethan Posick to be, and it, Joey's just
0: better at it. But you did have a good question. How long are the Cs going to let him be the backup?
1: You know, that is a good question. I'm glad I asked it. Because it's the same thing I wonder about Nico Thorpe. It's just like, yes, you are valuable to the team in several spots. You've proven to be good when someone goes down, which is very valuable in the league, and that is how you can stick around. However, I do wonder the sustainability of that. Nico's been doing that for years now. Uh, Joey's on year four doing that. You know, like at what at what point do they just say, hey, you know, we want guys who can be starters or at what point do you become too expensive? I don't know. He's pretty cheap now because he's a draft pick from the what sixth round. Yeah, sixth round. But for right now, Joey's what the backup center because he's better at that than Ethan Posick. He's like a backup right guard who can also play some tackle, which he did last year. I watched a lot of film this past few days. And yeah, Joey did all that stuff. You know, there was, a, there was a few games where he they, they plugged in Ethan Posick, you know, I think at right guard in the, later in the season, and that did not go well, by the way. The Niners game when they lost to Nick Mullins, that was very bad. Week 17 was very bad, too. That wasn't on Ethan, but that was very bad. Uh, against the Chiefs, also not great. But I think that's why you can really argue that all these guys will be on the team because none of the, nobody will cost too much other than Jaron. And if the only person you got to pay is Jaron, you can keep everybody else, right?
0: Unless Jermaine has an elite year, makes uh, the Pro Bowl crazy. If
1: Jermaine makes the Pro Bowl, they should keep him.
0: Yes, but they have to pay that man too. Yeah. If you have a Pro Bowl right tackle, you pay him, right? Hey, Seahawks have done other things. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to make a list of all the players that were Pro Bowls, and they're just like, you know, we don't want to pay you that much. You're great, but yeah, you're just you cost too much. Mm. Let him walk. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, they just did it with Mike B.
0: Think Frank Mike, Clark think traded Mike the guy. Frank's actually never made the Pro Bowl. Fun fact. Dang, now I think about it, hang he on. Never, he ha- really? No. Never has. That defensive end
1: is. The defensive end spot is too hard to make it. Receive Dang, it I'm really
0: trying to think. I'm over trying to make stuff up as if he's actually made it. No, he hasn't.
1: Well, I think that's what played into, you know, we're, we're back in the 2015 draft now. But, like, that's what made it so difficult probably for the Seahawks to pay Frank. Okay. Because you know? you're looking at a You're looking at all. That's all pro money is what he was. Getting. $100 million is all pro money. Yeah. You know. Look at, at the, Lawrence. At the very least, it's pro bowl money. Yeah. Frank had made neither to date, so the Seahawks are probably like, "Look, we're not going to pay you like you're the top three defensive end in the league." If the Pro Bowl got six of them, and well, I guess it's AFC NFC, so the Pro Bowl has what three, and then a couple alternates. Uh, and then he wasn't one of those guys. I think Frank's up there like that, but it makes sense if you're the Seahawks to be like, "Look, the numbers are great. We like the numbers, but if you're if we're going to then compare your market to everyone else's, nah, bro, we're gonna get this first round pick for you, man. Love you." Be easy, you know. Oh, do we? We forgot about Nick Vanetta.
0: Yeah, one more guy because we do forget about Nick a lot. Kenny Lawler, Lawler's gone. Never yeah, no, made the it.
1: dudes who aren't on the team. It's just Alex like, Collins. We get it, but yeah. yeah,
0: Nick. So
1: here's the thing:
0: he's in a pickle.
1: Well, yeah, because now they're looking at a couple dudes who might be better than you already in your. In their like, so Ed, you would you would you agree that Ed Dixon's better? Yes.
0: And better then we're blocking, receiving. Nick is a really good blocker, by the way. No, he is. I was watching some tape. I think Ed he Dixon is, really is just better. And then the Panthers th- were kind of successful at the run game. Really good. Well, also they have the best running quarterback of all time. Cam. So that
1: helps. <laughs> best running quarterback of all time. We can debate this.
0: Well, i might kind of beat him. No.
1: Cam Newton okay. is the best right. running quarterback of all, all right. time.
0: Continue with Nick.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's better? Ed Dixon, Nick Vanette?
0: No, I'm going I'm, I'm going Ed Dixon. Who's so. better?
1: Nick Vinette? Will Disley?
0: Will? My goodness. Will Disley was killing it and then got hurt. Killing it. it. The projection would have Will Disley better. Yeah, like if you... But we can't do that because he was out.
1: If you want to, like, extrapolate... It's one of my favorite words to use on the show. I know, right? I sounded just smart smart when I said that. Extrapolate Will's first three or four games over the course of a season. He was projected to get busy. Like, busy. Like, be third in receiving touchdowns. Busy. Like, it'd be... Tyler, Doug, Will Disley. Disgusting. Yeah, actually, I think Doug had the same as everyone else. But, like, there was a bunch of dudes who all had five touchdowns. Like, David, Jerron, Doug all had five, I think. And then Tyler had, like, ten. ten. Yep. Uh, you, Disley was on pace to be up in there.
0: Eight, nine.
1: Yeah, like, somewhere in the middle. Or even just at six would be second. And that's right? really good. As a rookie. As a end. tight end. And not just, like, little, like, not just, like, the Jimmy Graham year when he was a threat only in the red zone. It could be like Remember the play His first play Breakaway speed Or his first Like or big deceptive. play In the uh, December Or the Denver game Yeah Yo Will could be a stud If that's the case What do you do with Nick Vanette It won't be It won't be expensive To keep him though It might only cost you Like a couple Why don't you keep him Then how about that
0: I don't know, man. Teams do stupid stuff all the time, man. Well, then you also got to remember the the tight end they brought in from the Patriots, Jacob Hollister, and they like that and cat. He, yeah, they like that cat a lot. It might be, it might be up. Time might be up, but who knows? The Seahawks may just keep him. He's a veteran presence, been around the block, seen a few things. Uh, see, this is,
1: and there's not that same like vocal value. I don't. I, don't know. I, 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 I honestly I don't, don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> I, was gonna I don't say, spend a I lot really of time don't. in the tight end room. It's a funny little. Group, you know, Ed's cool. You know, uh, me and Nick were both rooting against the Huskies in the Rose Bowl. Nick went to Ohio State, so that's why. Um, so there, there's that. I, other than that, though, it's tough when they it, it sucks when they draft people at your position, which they did last year. It also sucks when they bring a free agent at your position, like they did with Ed. And now you're in a contract year,
0: and they brought in another guy or well, they well, traded the for another guy. Ed,
1: Ed's older, so they're probably not gonna roll with Ed. No, they're Long-term. probably going to.
0: They expect Will Disley to come back in. Disney is a thing there. Yeah. Backup Ed Dixon, or could it be the young fella out of New England that they traded for? Jacob Hollister. Jacob Hollister. That's probably what they're banging on. Do they still have Tyrone Swoops? Yeah, Tyrone Swoops is still on there, but.
1: They brought in a, a undrafted rookie, Justin Johnson, I think is his name.
0: We'll just call him JJ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or we could call him Justin Johnson. I, I don't know where he played. New Mexico State, maybe? I don't know.
0: But I think it's going to end up, Will. And then probably Hollister and Ed Dixon. Next year? This year. This cup comes. Oh, through. you don't even think you'd make it this year. I don't know. It oh, oh. Where's the hot right. take button? Jeez Louise. Hold on. We need a hot you take. you see button how he did this? Here. You guys hear how he did this? I <laughs> hot take button in the building. How do you think it's gonna plan out? Do you think who, you, who do you think is, I mean, we assume we'll just we'll be healthy coming into week one. hmm Probably be starting, right? Yeah. Who's gonna be the backup? Ed. Who's gonna be the third string? Drum roll, please. please. Mm, yeah. Nick? Oh, okay. Jacob? Oh, toss yeah. up. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. You might be on to something. Nick. That's why I said that. Because I think they don't they don't trade for a guy from New England and just I mean you honestly you could. Why not? What's you wrong? could trade for a
1: guy. They gave up a 2027 20 yeah, round. You dude. really could, you know, but you if, could cut. But that. as you
0: said, and we've seen when they talk about Jacob, it's all smiles. We like this guy. He 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 plays the game the right way, the Seahawk way. I see him making an impact later down the line, but hes I think there's value there. Not uh, to say there's uh, not with Nick, but, I mean, hey, you said it yourself.
1: Dang, I was asking the wrong question here. I was asking if guys are going to be on the team in 2020. Maybe I should have been like, who's going to make the damn team this year? This year, year
0: yeah. This oh, is boy. Nick. I think Nick is in that Uh-oh. discussion. Is All he right. going to make the team? Let's go yes, no here right now before right. we get out of here. Yes, no. Here we go.
1: Jermaine DeFetti on the team. 20- yes. 2019. Yes. Jay Reed. Yes. CJ Prosex. Come on, come on. CJ,
0: come size. on with it. I'm going to say no. Come on with it. I'm going to say no. All right.
1: Uh oh. I got I got it. Oh, Nick Vanette. <laughs> Nick Vanette, no. What did you say on CJ? I couldn't hear you. I, I said no. Singing. Okay. No. Yeah. So you got CJ, no. Nick, no.
0: Gone already. All uh, right.
1: Reese O'Neal was already. Dang, Reese was a third round pick.
0: Goodbye. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Quentin Jefferson. I don't see it, man. They've already cut him once, as you said. Come on with it. So no Quentin. No Quentin. Joey Hunt. They're keeping my guy, Joey. Okay. Your boy. He's your boy <laughs> now. Your boy. He's Joey. your boy now. Long hair. Love it all. Joey. Why you going to come to training camp with a with a buzz cut and you're going to be thrown off? Dang. Don't do... <laughs> hey, Joey, if you ever hear this podcast, keep your hair long, man. I just shouted you out. Oh, keep man. the long hair.
1: No, man. He should. got some of the best hair on the team. I'm a big hair guy. The whole secondary has dreads. It's <laughs> beautiful. It does. Tedrick got... Tedrick does now. Got Obviously, to, Shaq does. Gotta to talk to these guys and get these waves going. Nah, B Mac got the... Dreaded up now. I'm missing somebody. Trey Flowers got the dread.
0: Thank you, Bobby Wagner, for keeping your hair nice and cut with the waves, man. Appreciate the love. Yeah, there's not a lot of wave guys on the team. Nope. There is Bobby. Marquise Blair. Blair.
1: And that's mm. Russell has braids now. <laughs> yeah. Cornrow <Roll> Russ. <laughs> Welcome to my Snapchat.
0: Oh, man.
1: Welcome to my Snapchat. Before we get out of here, you got a hot take, Mike? You going to follow Russ on Snapchat? I'm not following that man on Russ. Welcome to my Snapchat. I'm guessing you're following him already. Dangerous? No, I'm not going to. Can you follow people on Snapchat without them being able to see your stuff? They have to follow you back, yeah.
0: He's not going to follow you back. Oh, is Snapchat a follow back thing? I mean, you don't have to. If he really wanted to see what you have and you're public, he can view it without having to follow you, Mike. Really? You can make it a private where they have to follow you to see your stuff. Because that's what I would like. I don't want Russ to be able to see my stuff. Well, then just make it private. And okay. he can't see it. And then he has to add you if he wants to see what you're doing in your life. Welcome to my Snapchat. Welcome to my Snapchat. Oh, that's going to be dangerous. Maybe we should just put... Welcome want, to my Snapchat. want me to put that in the podcast, man? I could just play it. What? His... Uh, Him actually doing it. Yeah. You
1: should, you should put it in the beginning.
0: <laughs> I'll put it in the beginning. Welcome to my Snapchat. Welcome to my Snapchat. Damn. People are going to be dangerous. so thrown off and be like, what is this? Oh, no, that and thing And then when they get to the viral. end of the podcast, they'll realize what happened. <laughs> okay. That's how
1: we <laughs> test if people got to the end. I don't have a hot take.
0: No, Mike, what? I have to give another one? What do you mean? You, you, we do this every podcast.
1: All right. I think I think CJ Process runs for like 500 yards on another team. What year? Oh, this year. 2019,
0: 2019, this year. Oh, you also believe he's not going to be around. 2019. Yeah.
1: I think, I think he runs for like 500 yards
0: on another team. And that means he's healthy. High five to that. Yeah, man. I'm... I'm I like
1: most of these dudes that I've talked to. You know, half these dudes are really funny. Jermaine and J. J. Reed's hilarious if we talk to him.
0: Oh, how about a hot take? We might get Jermaine on the show.
1: Jermaine? Oh, a Fetty? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give it a shot. We'll
0: see if he's available to come kick it.
1: He also has dreads. So does J. Reed.
0: Everyone has dreads. Dread gang.
1: Dread gang. Alex Collins, also dreads. Cornrow
0: Russ with the braids. (laughs) We can't do that. That's such a bad hairstyle. Anything you want to add before we shake, man?
1: Uh... Welcome to my Snapchat.
0: Welcome uh, to my Snapchat, Dangerous. I don't even know why I asked that question. That's all I got. Alright, man. It's been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. We want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You know where to follow Mike, Blue Check. But you can follow me on Twitter at CKID206 and that's 206 And if you are new, just type in Mike and you will see a blue check. And you'll see this guy. Welcome to my Snapchat. Welcome to my Snapchat.